but nothing that these guys have said so far has been funny. Now, why is that? Um, it probably has to do with the fact that some lizards can fly. <clears throat> and now, Some Nobodies presents PowerPoint Showdown, where each presenter arrives unprepared and just has to do their best. Without further ado, this week's keynote speaker. Hello, and thank you for joining us for our conference. Um, now, tonight, you're going to be hearing from four professionals discussing our topic, which we find very important, which is the science of stress. Now, with me, as always, are my fellow co-hosts. We have uh, Dr. Albertson uh, Wittershins, uh, <laughs> MD. Nerds. Is it Wittershins? Yeah, you said it right. Okay, thank you. Oh, okay. He's going to be a real jerk today. That's cool. Uh, we also have Mr. Norm Al Human. Uh, Norm, how are you, sir? Hi. Yes, you may call me Norm Al Human. Okay. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and this week, our special guest is uh, Mr. Alex Steele of Entertain This. Alex, how are you, sir? I'm great. My real name is Brittany, and that's the joke. Okay, we also have uh, Brittany, and that is a joke. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Oh, great. Norm see? Al uh, finds that hilarious. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm going to be your keynote speaker. I'm Zachman2004, um, and I'll be leading this conference, as always. Um, now, if we can go ahead and get the conversation started. For those of you uh, joining us for the first time, each speaker will be giving about a 10-minute presentation on the topic of the week. And after each presentation, there'll be a short Q&A from the panel. And after the fourth presentation, the panelists will vote on which speaker will be awarded the $50,000 uh, scholarship to some nobody's university uh, and nostalgia prize. And the nostalgia prize of the, of the show is going to be this amazing, um, it's this 1980s uh, Aruba Terlingua, uh, high noon from November 1st. It's a pretty hot chili cook-off. And if you if you look closely, you can see that uh, this is going to be a wet T-shirt contest, and there's a peculiar margarita contest. Now, uh, the winner of the uh, of the uh, presentations today, obviously fifty thousand dollars, some nobody's university, and the highlighted conversation of stress. Go snoofs. And this 1980s chili cook-off poster. Now, I'll be going first, and I'll be the host of today's episode. Now, if we can go ahead and bring up my presentation, please. Now, once again, this is going to be about the science of stress. And one early thing to think about is the early adult terminal accumulated stress syndrome, uh, known quickly as Iras, uh, which obviously is one of those uh, Greek gods for higher learning and uh, <laughs> being well-spoken. Uh, now, uh, Iras and you is one thing that is very important to keep in mind. Uh, acronyms you'll find throughout the, the today are probably pretty important, and it's an easy way to, to just register all that in your brain. Um, and if you think about it one way, you can giggle because it also, if you read it in a certain vernacular, it does say eat ass. And that is actually pretty funny, uh, as Brittany at the bottom will tell you. Um, now, Let's go ahead and get into how the early adult terminal accumulated stress syndrome and you is going to be helping. So next slide, please. Now, what doctors won't tell you is that you have testicles inside your brain as well as, you know, uh, other places, most likely. Um, now, some of those you'll find around the thalamus, which looks like a testicle right in the middle there. Now, you're also going to find the hippocampus, which is obviously um, uh, similar to an animal sanctuary, like a university, if you will. Now, you have the amygdala. And if anybody's seen Waterboy, we all know what that is. Now, there's also the hypothalamus, which is very similar to, um, I actually don't know anything about the hypothalamus. Um, I was just wondering about how this is going to affect the early childhood. Now, this is an adult brain. I don't do a lot of research on the adult brain. And uh, I'm kind of a paranoid, as you can see over here on the right side. Um, now, doctors won't tell you most of this because most of this actually is inaccurate, which is why they won't tell you that. It's a falsehood. And the people that rest on this panel will tell you some of this might be true. Some of it might be next slide, please. All right. Symptoms. There's a lot of things you can look for, uh, such as very large hands, aggressively unblinking eyes, beautiful lips, but unfortunately where your nose should be 
The rest of your body, though, is going to kind of be a vague hue similar to Grimace. But importantly, beautiful nails. And if there's anything that's going to go along with stress, getting your nails done, getting your lips done, getting your eye lips polished. Did I say eye lips? I meant eyes or eyeballs. A lot of symptoms here when it comes to all stress. I probably am stressed out right now. I'm not really sure. Next slide, please. Now, there's a few possible causes of early childhood stress syndrome. Eat ass. I forgot the last ones already. Um, one of them could be balloon animals. Easy. Squeaky noise really upsets everybody, mostly children. Aliens. There isn't things more stressful in my life than when I look outside and I see the alien. And not only is the alien looking back at me, but they have kind of a grimacing look like they're trying to put on a Halloween costume. Terrifying. Uh, tiny dinosaurs. I don't understand them. Uh, you know, when you watch Jurassic Park Part 2 and the little tiny ones in the very beginning, those are more terrifying than the raptors. I can understand that. Now, the bottom left picture, you might think is just two people eating side by side, but that's not true. What you can't see because it's a two-dimensional picture is they're actually crucifying people, which really causes me a lot of stress. Crabs, stressful. Crabs are linked to cancer. Cancer, stressful. Now, over here, you have a big cauldron that's got bubbles coming out of it. And that's just a formula for stress. Next slide, please. Now, there's a few treatments for childhood, uh, uh, early childhood stress syndrome. A lot of them require plants and vegetables, um, sometimes wrapping those plants and vegetables around some meat uh, just to make sure that some of those kids in the south will like to eat it. Uh, and if you want to go even further south, those kids don't like to eat anything unless it's smothered in cheese. Now, you got to get the potassium in there. You got to get the iron in there. Kids are going to look at this and say, I don't want that salad over there. Why are grapes up here? Give me whatever this thing is smothered in meat and cheese. And you know what? That kid is most likely now with a little bit more potassium a little stress-free. Next slide, please. Boy, is this a vicious cycle. Now, the minutia of stress can be so daunting that sometimes everything just looks like a blur. When you look at your office cubicle and you say, I don't even know which of these is mine. I don't even work in a cubicle. Why am I in a room full of cubicles and computers? I should be looking at this pinwheel over here. Now, obviously, you can't zoom in. You can't really see a lot of these numbers, but I'll tell you, it's pretty impressive if you were. And if anybody does want a close-up view, I do have this on my cell phone. I'll be more than happy to show you after the presentation. Next slide, please. Yeah, prevention, which is one thing that I don't think a lot of people are going to go over today. But honestly, prevention is as easy as one, two, three. Now, when you have a non-oriented core, it's fairly easy to flop around uh, this and that, similar to those old VA commercials. You don't really know where you're going. And it's because it's stress. Stress has a weight. Now, granted, you can't put it on a scale, but I can tell you, I get stress, I get heavier. And when I get heavier, it doesn't go everywhere in my body. It goes to my ankles, one ankle in particular, my right ankle. So when I start spinning, I'm not oriented. Now, granted, that's not my core. It's my, well, it's my leg core. I guess the ankle is the core of the leg. Uh, and because of that, my leg is non-oriented. I could topple and fall. All because of stress. Next slide, please. Now, in conclusion, stress has many faces. It could be the face of sadness. It could be the face of anger. It could be the face of not understanding how to pay your debts. It could be the stress of not knowing how to text somebody back properly without sounding too eager, but also not too long. But now you're taking too long. And for some reason, there's way too many exclamation points, which makes you seem very excited, even though you're canceling on a on a party. I don't know what your stress is. You don't know what my stress is. But all I can tell you is you got to find that face. You got to lop it off. I hate tomatoes. I'm kind of scared of them, actually. Like so much so that if a tomato were a person, I would wake up early in the morning and throw rocks at their house to make sure they were up and annoyed. I'd find their face and I'd lop it right off and I'd say, there you go, stress. Take that. You're helping me out by not existing with a face anymore. <sighs> I wanted to give you a second to let that sink in. Uh, stress is fear. Stress is anger. And like one of the Scream movies, whether it's the first one or the last one, I can't remember what number that is. I think it's 
scream. That'll tell you, you got to slash at the things you don't like in this world. You got to cut and gut like a fish or a tomato when it comes to stress. Now, I'm really sorry this got violent towards the end, but I just need people to know that you got to take a firm action when it comes to stress. And that's all I really have to say about this presentation. Uh, I find myself that releasing anger also lets go of some stress. And up. This last slide shows how much anger I was in towards the end of making this, and I am stress-free. I'll now take any and all questions. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, uh, Albertson Wittershins. Oh, yes. Uh, thank you for the presentation. Uh, oh, I was pleasure. wondering if um, you could go into certain symptoms which could appear on early adult terminal accumulated stress syndrome or EDAS. Yeah. Well, you got rashes, right? Rashes are very important. You get the belly rash. You get the back thigh rash. Uh, very similar to heat rashes or the rash you get when you ride the bus. Uh, but that is one example of uh, a symptom of stress. You also have uh, the one eye twitch. Sometimes uh, you, you get an eye twitch. Now, a lot of people will tell you that's probably dehydration. They're probably right. It also could be stress. Stress pushes liquids out of your body. Um, another one, honestly, is starting your own podcast. Uh, it's a, it's an easy way of getting rid of a lot of stress. I mean, you can look at Joe Rogan. That dude has no stress whatsoever. Uh, very nice question. Right. Thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, Norm Al. Uh, yes, I, uh, would like to agree, um, about aliens being terrifying as a normal human. Um, I was just wondering if. Um, yes, aliens are scary, but I was wondering, could you bring up that picture, um, of the beautiful lady again? Uh, just, I would like to look at, oh, uh, this is not a lady. And, uh, thank you. I think a no lot of the further questions, a lot of the stress that comes in everyday life is the assumption of gender, but we can get rid of that. Uh, that was not a question <sighs> and I will. Okay. Relieving stress. Gross. Uh, Alex, AKA Brittany. Uh, just Alex is fine. Uh, but uh, okay. my my question being, um, sometimes being caught up or not accepting the anxieties that we feel every day in and of itself can cause stress. So I wonder if there is a possible correlation between that and the stress you feel. More so what I'm asking, and it's a simple yes or no question. Would you say that accepting and therefore eating ass is a stress reliever? Yes. Thank you. Any more questions? I have no further questions. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, thank you to everyone on the panel for listening intently and asking very, very brave questions. Um, and uh, without, our, without further ado, we're going to bring up our second and guest speaker. We have Mr. Alex Steele of Entertain This. Thank you so much um, for that wonderful introduction. And I am so honored to be here uh, speaking at the Science of Stress uh, PowerPoint uh, presentation that we're doing tonight. Um, I, I brought a topic that I consider to be very close to home uh, for me specifically, uh, and it is stress is life and life is stress. Working on accepting stress into your daily life and finding warmth and comfort in feeling said stress. Without further ado, let's get right into this. Go ahead and show me that next slide. So, as this shows, just when you think you know, there's a huge difference between cosplaying and cosplayers. Now, the important thing to note is that both can be very stressful situations. Whether or not you are yourself a cosplayer or you have a loved one who is partaking in the event of cosplaying, stress can be felt both ways. But what I think is important to understand is whether or not you're cosplaying or the cosplayer, that stress that you're feeling is normal. And it should not inhibit you from dressing as whatever character you like, whether it be Barney the Dinosaur or some female sexy version of Barney the Dinosaur, whichever you prefer. Let's see that next slide. Now, moving forward with that same idea, that... 
one time long ago, I'd like to share uh, a story about my childhood. I used to be a cosplayer. Not only that, when I was a cosplayer, I would feel this certain amount of stress. Now, was it a good thing? Me feeling this stress? It made me push boundaries. I don't think I ever would have finished my Sailor Moon cosplay had I not felt the stress of letting people down by not completing it and not wearing it to my favorite cons. And I wore it every single time. Except for this one time. When I decided that instead I was going to dress as a skimpy Buzz Lightyear. It was strictly a helmet and a very revealing um, thong piece that had the, uh, the Commander logo right there on the crotch. And it seemed to be going well until someone asked me, where are your wings? And when I thought that it was all lost, I realized that my stress could be the wings that I was looking for. You see, stress can show itself in many different ways. In this instance, it was how I panicked and ran around the floor trying to find anything that I could use as wings to not look like a fool in my skimpy Buzz Lightyear outfit. I ripped several different swords out of the hands of people who were celebrating their love for Final Fantasy, and I duct taped those suckers to my back as fast as I could. And now, I have a new anniversary. The anniversary of the time I destroyed people's love for Comic-Con. Let's see that next slide. These are movies. They all, in their own way, involve stress and the acceptance of stress. Let's start with number three and work our way backwards. Clerks 2. Being a sequel itself can be a stressful situation. You're never going to live up to the first one. And Clerks 2 is just going to have to accept that it did not. And we're going to have to move forward with that. Now, let's talk about Avatar. It's stressful being at the top for so long, but once you accept that that stress is just going to be a part of being at the top, you eventually are going to give it up to movies that are actually better than you, and you won't be the top anymore. That might be a stressful event as well, but once you accept the fact that you were pretty much just riding off the fact that you looked cool, you find a comfort in that. And finally, number one, Hoodwinked. A stressful movie overall. It's a caped killer. Who could have done it? Every character in this displays stress and how to accept it and make it a part of your life. Mostly by hiding secrets from your grandchildren and never telling them the truth. And for that, Hoodwinked gets to stand with a photo that is actually accurate to its movie. Next slide. So, stress plus graph equals straff or gress. These are some terms I like to use when explaining this to people who come to me with stress. I say, here's your straff, unless that somehow offends them. And then I say, here's your gress. And more people tend to like gress. But, as I have displayed here, this is the total amount of stress, as well as the number of people who enjoyed it being called straff, the number of people who enjoyed it called being gress, the number of people who liked streff, and finally, the number of people who preferred, I just call it, grass. And as I like to say, if you're feeling stressed, you can either have gas, cash, or grass. Let's see that next slide. Now this is obvious. What is the most productive way of taking that stress and turning it into something productive? I don't know, but here's what I like to do when I'm trying to avoid that question. Let's see that next slide. The number one thing that stresses me out, or that stresses the general public out, are a couple of things here. Number one, Zach Wiseman. He is an enigma. We know nothing about him and what he's done in the past. That means he could either be a golden goose and our bright, shining angel boy, or he could have a very dark secret. We'll never know. Our next one, Tom Hanks. He can't continue to be so unproblematic. Eventually, he's going to do something, and sometimes we just wish he would so that we can stop being so stressed about it. Oprah Winfrey. Is she alive? 
Why do I have to keep Googling this? It's stressing me out every day. I don't know what she's doing right now. I know she has a channel of some sort, but I don't know if she's a part of it anymore. And that's a stressful thing to think about. Next up, Batman. I, I know he's a hero. I know, I know he's a hero, but... Like, it doesn't always feel like he's about to kill somebody. Like, he's it's, it's right on the edge of murder. And they just came out with a new movie. And I'm like, come on. Like, just, can we stop trying to start over? I get we keep... Ma- it's... the bat. They're gonna figure it out. The Batman was pretty good. We could just kind of stay on that level and just, like, let it... Let it be. Just let it... It's stressful. And then finally, and most importantly to me, the greeter at Walmart. I know that you're there not only as a door in, but also as a door out. And more importantly, you're there to make sure that I don't steal anything. So when you say hi to me, it's disingenuous. And I feel like I'm not a person anymore. I feel like when you're saying hi to me as I'm walking in, it's like seeing a duck fly through the sky with a shotgun in your hand. You just want to shoot it down real quick and continue on with your day. What you really want to know is, am I stuffing Pokemon cards down my pants? And yeah, I am but you're legally not allowed to check there, so stop asking. Let's see that next slide. And for my conclusion, stress has existed through millennia. Era after era, people have lived with stress, as you can see in this wonderful piece of art from the Renaissance era, depicting what stress felt like on an average day. It seemed like even the brightest thing in the sky, the sun, was blocked out by all of this cacophony of ugly, crazy things that we don't have control over. But no matter how stressed you are, civilization has moved forward, and you can move forward too. Just remember that stress is life, and life is stress. Thank you. I will now be moving to my Q&A section of the night. Very well done. Very well done. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yes, um, Norm al human. Uh, yes. Um, you said that a duck was flying over top of us with a shotgun. Um, that stresses me out. Mm-hmm. Do ducks, are, are ducks able to use shotguns? Mm. First, I want to say the stress you're feeling, I accept that of you. And I want you to know that that is a feeling that you should feel. So don't feel like you have to fight that. Now, that being said, have you seen the movie Howard the Duck? Uh, yes, several times. It's one of my favorites, of That course. makes sense, because you're, uh, you, you know, that's kind of, it's a normal thing. Um, so my answer to your question would be yes. Hmm. It's a thing that happens. It can happen at any point. Uh, Zach, man, please. So eloquently said. Uh, These words of stress. Thank you very much. Uh, They caused me a lot of uh, anti-anguish, which is good. Uh, I did have a tiny concern, though. As you're running around your cosplaying event, uh, which seemingly you're addressed as uh, Chris Evans. Now, when you're stealing swords from other people Mm -hmm. to relieve your own stress, it seems like you're causing a lot more stress just to relieve one stress. Mm -hmm. Now, how would you say how would you handle the amount of stress you caused just by dealing with your own stress? I think that life is an economic system of stress where both to pay forward and accept stress from others. Um, One person's stress will always lead to another person's stress, and it's up to us to determine which stress is more valuable, whether it's mine or theirs. Uh, In that moment, I dictated that my stress that I was feeling Um, was more powerful than the stress that I was causing. And not to mention, I had a laser on my wrist, so they were pretty much blind um, as to who was stealing their sword by the time I had gotten to them. So that stress would have never bounced back to me, and thus I was scot-free. So yeah, I I would say it it was worth it. Yes, well said. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Yes, uh, Albertson, please. Now, I noticed on... Dr. Whittleshin. Oh, I'm not a doctor, but thank you. Uh, Now, I noticed on the final uh, slide, there was Mm -hmm. a black arrow conspicuously pointing towards Mr. Norm Alhuman. And I was wondering if that was trying to tie in Norm's cosplay habits, such as the suit he's wearing today. Was that perhaps some sort of dig at Mr. Human? 
Ah, uh, I see. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, stress speaks through me uh, as I have become completely open to it, and I've opened my third stressful eye. It's constantly twitching. Um, and through that power, I'm actually able to predict stress uh, in others, and it shows itself in different ways, and it's great that you picked up on that. Basically, what I'm saying is Norm Al Human is about to experience something very stressful and unpleasant in their life. Uh, and that could come in the next 10 minutes or the next 10 years. Uh, so watch out for it. Thank you. Thank you. And any more questions? Oh. Yes, go ahead, Norm. Uh, do you have pictures of yourself in the sexy Buzz Lightyear costume? I'm so glad you asked. They will be in your grab bags as you leave the auditorium today. Hmm. They, you are going to get them whether you wanted them or not. Uh, it actually makes me less stressed that you asked for them. Thank you. If 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 anybody else doesn't want theirs, I will take them from for you. Thank you. Okay. Now, without any more questions, we're going to get to our next presenter. Great job, Mr. Alex Steele. Uh, now, the human uh, beef jerky himself, Mr. Norm Al Human. He's going to be going, so if we could just bring his presentation right up. Hi. Yes, I am Norm Al Human, and my presentation today is on six methods of stress reduction. I will be telling you how to reduce stress and therefore reduce life, because as we know from our last presentation, stress is life and i would like to reduce your stress and your life for no particular reason next slide please one of the many things that you have to do to get rid of stress is to introduce fun into everyday life go to that old broken down nuclear reactor explore it do some do some urban exploration in any sort of nuclear site. Um, kick a cop in the shins and then run away. It's fun. Um, eat some ants is what you do with the ants. Uh, these are all fun things that you can do to take away some of the stress that's in your life. Uh, next slide, please. Now... As sure as your gill slits are near your ovipositor, you need to remove unhappiness from your life. As you can see, a horse's intestines are just as long as a human's intestines if you stretched them out and made them long, which is much easier to do if you've been urban exploring inside of a broken down nuclear facility. It makes your skin pliable. Um, so what we're going to do here is we're just going to, instead of having all of your intestines wrapped up like some sort of weirdo, we're going to stretch them out. You can't see underneath um, where my camera is, but I'm long. I'm stretched out the door right now, baby. I'm down the street and I'm pooping right now because when, you're, when your intestines aren't raveled up, you're just pooping all the time. It's great. No stress, no stress having to find a bathroom. You're just going all the time. Next slide, please. Now, what you need to do, you're going to have to eliminate consistency from your life because consistency causes stress. If you have to be at work at a certain time, that's stressful. You have to get up. You have to get ready. You have to take a shower. Who wants to do that every day? I say, just go to your work whenever you feel like it. What are they going to do? Fire you? Who knows? If you don't have a job, then you're not constantly wondering why you have to be at your job. So if somebody invites you to a party, say, I will come to your party but go to someone else's party instead. Next slide, please. Now, what you want to do 
is you want to remove yourself from society. Society causes stress. You see a person out in the wild, you're stressed out. What if they're an alien? Who knows? I don't know. I don't think there's aliens anywhere. On the Earth, the aliens live on other planets, not on Earth. That would be crazy. But sometimes you see another person and you're like, that's not a normal human person. What are they doing? Maybe they're dressed up like a cop. What you should do is you should take a smother dog. You take a smother dog and you stick it right down the throat of that alien who's dressed up like a cop. As if, if you know, all cops are aliens. You know, that, that saying, Akaya. All cops are aliens. So smother them with a hot dog. Next slide, please. What you want to do is you want to establish an ideology. You and your buddy. You and your buddy. You get you each you get one of these drink containers and you pee into it. After you pee into it, you're both going to what you want to do is you want to get one of your friends on one end and you on the other end and you're going to open up the pee container and you're going to blow as hard as you can this is a fun game the winner oh the winner gets such a prize of not having to drink all that pee but the loser gets the stress of just getting just a gallon of pee just shoved down their throat because the other person's blowing so hard it's a fun game and if you have an unlimited amount of breath, you're always going to win. And what human doesn't have an unlimited amount of breath? This is this is a silly... I don't even know why we're talking about this, because nobody ever actually wins the game, because you're both just blowing into it forever. Next slide, please. After you've taken yourself out of society, you're going to have to recruit other people to take themselves out of society. In order for that to happen, everyone needs their own house. And in order for everyone to have their own house, you have to stock that house. You have to stock it with guns and ammunition. And you need security cats that are going to stop other people from getting into your individual house. And then you have to get a bunch of butter because that's all you really need to eat. As everyone knows, butter has all of the food groups in it. Fat, oil, milk, salt, and butter chunks. So when you have everything, the thing is, you're not going to need the guns. Because everyone else will be in their own houses. Now, no one's stressed. The only time you're going to see stress is when you see some weirdo outside. What's that weirdo doing outside? We're all supposed to be in our own houses. We need to shoot that person. They're probably an alien. They're dressed up like a cop. You got to bust that window down with the butt of your gun and then shoot them. And then you're recruiting other people to stay in their houses because they're not going to want to go outside if they see you shooting everybody who's outside. Does that make sense? I think it does. Eat that butter. Shoot those people. Make sure every human stays inside. Next slide, please. Now, in conclusion... Thank you. I'll take questions now. <clears throat> yes, Mr. Alex Steele, um, your question, please. Yeah, first I want to comment on your use of an ellipses. Um, I consider myself a, a, a huge fan of the ellipses, uh, as well as a personal advocate of it. Um, and you, you performed it quite well, so uh, I applaud you for that. Um, but my question is, there was a lot of mention of aliens throughout your presentation. 
uh, and a lot of dealings with aliens, a lot of insights into aliens. And I was wondering if you could tell me, and this might stress me out, uh, have you ever encountered an alien or can you confirm the existence of aliens, Mr. Norm Al-Hugh man? Aliens exist, obviously. The universe is infinite. There is no way that there are not aliens. There are other species. Why would they come to Earth, though? There are no aliens on Earth. I can promise you, I promise you, that there are no aliens on this here Earth where us normal humans live with our long, straight intestines. I feel a lot less stressed now. Good. I'm glad, actually, that was the opposite of what I was trying to do. But, um... No, no, wait. That is what I wanted to do. Take your life stress away. I don't remember what my presentation was. Yes, uh, Albertson Wittershins. Thank you for the presentation. Um, It was great, even if you don't remember it. But you mentioned getting people out of houses and then having people move into those houses. That seems similar to hermit crabs. And as we learned from Zach Ben's presentation, crabs cause stress. Now, I believe your presentation was on stress reduction can you comment on that contradiction some houses in this and every country are lived in by more than one person that causes stress we don't want more than one person living in each house so what we need to do is we need to get only one person per house and make sure that it stays that way. Once we get the extra people out of each house, it will no longer be a problem. It won't be like hermit crabs anymore. People aren't going to outgrow their houses because there's only going to be one person per house. And everyone that's outside of their house, well, you know what happens to them. Thank you for clearing that up. Zachman2004. Now, speaking of those people that are outside of their house, let's say that I have a craving for butter chunks and I'm out of butter. Now, for me to get more butter, I would need to leave my house, which would make me think that I'm about to get shot by everyone inside their own houses with their cat bullets. As you should be, yes. And now, every time I'm getting very close to the end of my butter chunks, which apparently is a very basic uh, food group. Uh, I'm getting stressed out. I don't want to get shot. Where do I get my butter? Um, are you trying to tell me that you don't have a butter tube installed in the house that you currently live in? Not my, not my new house. My last house, which I was just kicked out of, had plenty of butter tubes. But I was assigned this new house by myself because there was too many people in my old house, no butter tubes. Well, friend, you're going to need to get yourself a butter tube. Because if you're outside of your house, you are 100% going to get shot. Okay. By a cat with an automatic rifle. I feel stressed. It's okay. I'll have the I'll have the butter tube people get to you right away. Oh. Good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, Mr. Steele. Sorry, just one more kind of follow-up to the uh, questions asked by uh, the the last two people. Um, th- with with the Earth the way it is, there's so many stressful things, you know. Uh, there's, you know, the changing uh, temperatures, climate change. Um, overpopulation is a huge thing. Uh, and the, the housing market is another huge thing that causes stress because it just seems like there aren't enough houses for the people now. Um, now, it would be easy to say we build more houses, uh, but with the overpopulation in mind, um, the question then would become, when people die, first off, if they're all in their own house and can't go outside, would, would there be more people after that? And if so, would we need to tear down the old houses uh, and build new houses for the new people? And if so, who would build those houses? If no one's allowed outside, it's very stressful. If, really uh, amazing question. Listen, 
if everyone is in their own houses, how would there be more people? This question doesn't make any sense because there's one person. Are you saying that humans asexually reproduce? Because I think I'm saying the opposite. In my understanding, that's not how it works. So no, there won't be any new people because everyone will be in their own houses by themselves, unable to reproduce. So when they die, they'll just be dead and mm -hmm. all the humans will soon be dead. And that is going to take away my stress. Hmm. Yes, Mr. Zachman, 2004. I have just one last question. I slipped a note to the producers to ask them to bring up a pretty uh, specific slide because this is a visual question. Uh, thank you very much. No, that's the right one. So in this slide on the bottom where our intestines are pulled out, I can see there's a tiny horse, which I'm assuming means that his intestines are not stretched out, but it also appears that he's standing on the groin of an unstretched out human. Yes. Elabor elaborate. Well, again, we don't want people reproducing. So some people are going to try to get out of their houses. So we need horses to step on their genitals so that they're unable to reproduce. Mm. Okay. Well, I, I, I figured that part of the, I figured that that one was self-explanatory, but, uh, Thank you for having me explain it to the, uh, let's say, the slower people in the audience. Yes. Yeah. Well, Alex has a name. Any more questions? There are no more questions. I am going to take over uh, my segment, and I am going to say if there are no more questions, we can go to our next presenter, Mr. Albertson Whittleshins, MD, who is not a doctor. Correct. I believe it stands for Michael Douglas, as his yes. signature on his emails say. All right. Excuse me. Let me clear my... <coughs> I apologize. Now, uh, thank you to the previous three presenters for going. I appreciate the buildup. Of course, I am Albertson Wittershins, musical director of the oh. Wittershins Spin Group, the musical group which produces a fair amount of stress-related music as your guest speaker today. Today, I'm speaking on the science of stress. A stressful project from start to almost now. Now, as a musician, of course, I use a lot of paper. I use a lot of pencils, write a lot of notation, make a lot of notes, bring up a lot of stress. It's hard to write music. It's hard to rhyme. I'm not rhyming right now, but you would think if I was really knew what I was talking about, probably would have prepared better and rhymed something. But I'm not because I'm stressed out because being on camera makes me stressed. That's science. Let's go to the next slide, please. Now, of course, we're going to start off with a stressful graph. Now, this is a graph full of stress, not a stress that induces graphs or the opposite, a graph that induces stress. But this is a stress that just covers wide span of it. Now, you're going to see that we have three colors across it. We've got a red, we've got a pink, and we've got a violet. The red indicates an increase of stress. The pink indicates a decrease, and the violet is the total amount of stress. We have multiple different things that cause stress here. Doing a project, total stress. 100 100 out of 100 maximum percentage a plus you're graduating top marks kid congratulations state school next up we've got admitting stress increase the stress by 20 points now of course these points are fairly abstract but admitting the stress bumps it up don't talk about your feelings it's unhealthy makes you more stressed out also watching tv you don't want to be connected bumps you up 50 points that's a lot of stress you're paying attention to the world you're not listening to music you're not listening to Wittershins Rap Collective? Man, come on, what are you doing? That's going to boost your stress by 50 points. Now, of course, you're going to want to decrease that stress by eating. You want to eat your feelings, but you don't want to eat your stress. You want to decrease your stress so you eat. Now, watching the news, your total stress is going to jump to 130. It's just fact. It's just science. Then uh, you can freeform, freeform rap, make some rhymes, drops it by 60%. Realize your runs aren't that good. Boost it by 170%. And by 170, I mean 70. My reading literacy ain't great. 
I didn't do a great project. I went to a public school. So your total stress is 140. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Let's go to the next slide. Now, my top most stressful pets. Now, number one, of course, going to be that dog that follows me around. It's not mine. I call it a pet because the babes love it, but it's always looking at me. It's over here right now. This picture is taken from my point of view earlier today when I was putting this presentation together, looking up at me with eyes like that saying, hey, why aren't you petting me? And of course, those three pets that I don't give that dog are the next three most stressful pets. They don't exist, but their stress fills in the gaps. And of course, uh, stress number five for pets are pet shop boys. Got the looks. I got the brains. Let's make lots of money. But I don't got the brains. I went to public school. I got no one here. No partners. Just a collective. None of them look good. That's why we're all musicians. Let's go to the next slide. Now, of course, you got your comparisons. You've got more stress, less stress activities, and you want to compare the two. Now, let's talk about two hypotheticals, which I think many of us find ourselves in on a day-to-day -day basis. Hosting a party, hosting a website. Very different acts. Party, social. You hang out, you dress up like animals, you eat lollipops. There's a pumpkin there. Maybe that's a kid dressed up like a pumpkin. I don't know. A little stressful because I'm, I'm, I'm not in total control. I don't exactly know how things are going. Let's say hosting a website. Now you got to build that back end. And how do you build that back end? You do it out of Legos or whatever that dude is building out of. It's structure. It's got integrity. You're doing it by yourself. There's no expectation on you. Most of the web hosting is done by like a tech giant website. Who knows? Probably less stressful. I'm going to say less stress to hosting a website, more stress hosting a party. But I think the party depends primarily on who's there. Like when my producer is there and he's asking me about my next project. And I'm like, hey, man, you can't rush creativity. And he's like, hey, man, it's been eight years since you last dropped a single. You need to drop a single. And I'm like, hey, you can't rush it. I'm getting stressed. Let's go to the next slide. Of course, that's not to mention the one thing I couldn't find a picture for, but I will now close my eyes and describe it in great detail. All right, I'm seeing a mountaintop. Snow White. Like the person, the mountaintop's not white. It's covered in like rocks or something, but Snow White's there and she's got a bunch of animals, like a kid in a pumpkin costume or something. And the kid in the pumpkin costume's pulling a red wagon and that red wagon is loaded up with gold coins. I think that's pretty stressful because now suddenly he's falling off the mountain and his coins are scattering. Yeah. I think that's more stressful than hosting a website or hosting a party. Hosting a snow white mountain climb with a kid dressed like a pumpkin carrying a wagon full of gold coins and it spills all over the side of the mountain because there's no snow there. I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty stressed out thinking about that. Let's move on so we can shed some of this. The math. Now, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally, but... I mean, math ain't hard. I mean, it is for me. I'm a musician. I'm not, you know, a normal human or, you know, some Zach man 2004 thing. But you know how I avoid the stress of math? I just don't think about it. I hire people to do that shit. Like, people do their math for me, and, they're just, and I'm just like, how much do I pay you? And they say, oh, I don't know. But write me a check, just sign it, and I'll fill in the numbers. And I do that, and it's great. Then I make a single. Well, I mean, I would. It's been a long time. Um... But, you know, it doesn't stop me from hiring people to do my math for me. Um, I mean, Aunt Sally used to, but, you know, haven't seen her in a long time. She left. So, um, uh, yeah, let's go to the next slide. <clears throat> um, so, okay, this might, okay, this might take some time, and I apologize if this presentation may be running a little long, but... You split your year into quarters, and I think the best way to handle stress is to figure out how much stress you can manage in that quarter. Quarter one, holidays, awful. You have to wonder what to buy. You have to wonder what to get. You go into credit card debt. Quarter two, spring. Do you buy flowers? Do you pick them? Are you allowed to pick them? If you go to your neighbor and you pick some of their flowers that they've been watering for a long time and they get mad at you and you're like, hey, they're there. I'm going to pick them. And then you run. But, you know, Nina, Pinta. Santa Mayflower, all ships, quarter two. Yeah, quarter three, 
break out your bathing suit, break out your waterproof phone. And the only question you got to ask yourself, am I going to lose my phone in the ocean or a stream? It's waterproof, so it'll last. You'll be able to find it, but hey, spend the day relieving stress looking for your cell phone. And then as the weather turns, you got a quarter four, earmuffs. Cat ears? We're back to cosplaying. Cosplaying is stressful. We're not doing cat ears. We're doing earmuffs. We're having a snowball fight. Did a kid put a rock in a snowball? We'll find out later. Let's go to the next slide. Now, of course, in conclusion, stress, hosting parties, earmuffs, mountaintops and gold coins. Where do they all come together? I know if you're living the rock star life like I used to back when I released music, it can wind up too much stress, your face is in the urinal. And that ain't great. You ever lick the floor of a bathroom? I don't recommend it. Unless you got one of those tongue protectors, and that's great, and then you can reduce your stress that way. That's just thinking smart. And I think, really, to, to wrap everything up, a stressful life starts when you don't go to a state school. Thank you for coming to my presentation. I will now accept questions from the panel. Uh, let's see, uh, Alex. Uh, yes, thank you for that wonderful presentation. I think that you really pulled it off. Um, now, what I do want to reference is, and I loved your reference here, um, when you had talked about the stress of math, um, you had mentioned, uh, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally, a, a famous anagram referring to the order of operations. But for some of the dullards out there, I was wondering, could you tell me what each of those letters stand for? Of course. Uh, now, it's very long, like P-L-E-A-S-E-E-X-C-U-S-E-M-Y-D-E-A-R-A-U-N-T-S-A-L-L-Y. I will just do the first letter of every word. Um, but it is PEMDAS, MDAS, MDAS, the computer operating system, of course. Mm. And, which is really interesting that they just made the word, like, you know, and uh, solution. That's correct. Thank you. I just of wanted course. to make sure that everyone in the audience understood the <clears throat> reference that you made and fully appreciated it. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Nice. Uh, normal human. Yes. Uh, you talked a lot about um, parties and um, taking children up into mountains. Mm -hmm. um, these are all things where more than one person is gathered. Um, I'm wondering, what are you going to do is it going to be more stressful or less stressful when we get the uh, police involved with your illegal um, gatherings of more than one person? Good question. And I appreciate that. Now, of course the Wittershins rap collective has a number of law enforcement members and they all pay their dues. So I like to think that when push comes to shove, they're going to side with the collective as opposed to the, you know, the fraternal brotherhood. And so now that may not be universal across the country or even the world, but the collective has people everywhere. And I don't think we'll be having much of an issue. Uh, yes. Zach man, 2004. Now, one of the only reasons I signed up for this um, presentation was because I heard that the founding member of the Wittershins Collective was going to be here. Now, I'm not sure if the other people in the audience knows this, but eight years ago, your last single uh, was a smashing success. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways that I dealt with my own stress. So I was wondering if you wouldn't mind, for those who don't know, uh, what the name of that single was, and if you could just tell us uh, sing preferably but i can understand if you just want to tell us what the chorus was that really succinctly sums up how to beat stress well of course and i i do as an artist i do have i admit to having something of an ego when it comes to my own work now the hit of that album was called uh-huh 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 um and i didn't prepare any sort of backing track so zach man i would ask since you're a huge fan of my work if you would provide the beat to that song for me to rap over uh-huh yeah thank you per oh, that was very good wow you thank really you. listened to the album yeah that really got me through some very terrible times excellent yeah no glad to hear it we'll meet afterwards and i'll sign some merch <clears throat> excuse me any further questions from the uh panel 
No further questions. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Albertson Wittershins, musical director of the Wittershins Collective and the Wittershins solo rap group. Also, the Wittershins backbreaking dance group, uh, the Wittershins backflips. Yes. The the Wittershins backflips are unrelated to our project, actually. Uh, that's not what my research said, but we're just going to go ahead and transition out of this. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So now with all the presentations given each member of the panel will indicate which speaker they believe deserves to win the $50,000 grant. Thanks to some nobody's university. Um, and also, like I said earlier, the 1980s chili cook-off sign, uh, with some real adult material, uh, that is on the back and I will not show that. So, uh, we're going to just put this in order of uh, how the presentations went. I went number first. Uh, we have Alex as uh, number B. You have Norm Al Human uh, coming in third. And then obviously uh, batting cleanup, you got Albertson Witterson. So one, two, three, and four. And at the count of three, please hold up the amount of fingers you would like to uh, nominate for the person who wins. So one, two, three. Oh, well, 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 it looks like Zachman 2004 has actually won this. And I would, how did this already arrive in the mail? Uh, I would like to thank everyone uh, for this amazing uh, chili cook-off thing, uh, which is great. And thanks everyone on the panel. Um, and I think that that would conclude our conference for the week. Now, please myself uh tell us about the topic of next week's um conference now next week's conference is going to be a doozy and it's going to be the lineage of the canine that's all i'm gonna say and you gotta tune in next week to see how that's gonna go so please if we can go in a round table starting with mr albertson wittershins uh tell us where we can find you listen to you see you smell you I would also like to know where we can smell you. I'll get, get to that. Your, you'll I'll get, get to that. Friend. That's point three. I have to do listen, see, and smell in that order. So listen, of course, uh, look up some nobodies. We do Silicon Angel, CYOP, Appeal, Talking Upstream, Twitching Upstream. You can listen to some other stuff we've done in the past, including this show. I think this is one of the episodes that we've released at this point. <laughs> we've definitely done this episode. We've Out of all the episodes we've ever done, we have done this one. Um, yeah, and then you can find me on Vorpal Words at Twitter. Um, wow, yeah, reverse that, but yeah, uh, some nobody stuff. Find me all there, <laughs> Norm Al Human. Uh, hi, I'm Michael Colby, uh, from uh, Jack Billings Presents Haunted Apartment Complex on the Podmoth Network. Um, I also do I Love This Terrible Game, which is a video game show where we talk about video games and Generation Clash, which is a music podcast where I try to get my kid to listen to good music. Um, and those are the ones that I do, um, including this one, which if you're listening to this, that means that we have done this episode. Uh, so listen to this and more um here <clears throat> later and in the past i'm good at this <laughs> and a very and sincere special thanks to alex Steele from entertain this alex please let everybody know where they can hear your beautiful voice thank you so much yes i am alex from uh entertain this um we are the Entertain This Podcast. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we are soon to launch our second venture into podcasting as we release our new podcast, a D&D uh, actual play podcast by the name of Project Icosa, for which we ran our session zero last night, and it went really well. We're excited to do that. So be looking forward to that the second week of April. Perfect. And once again, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for your amazing presentation and your time uh, talking about stress. And like Dylan said, you can find me uh, all the Some Nobody's Place. Literally open up any app you have, type in Some Nobody's. Most likely you'll find weird stuff that we've done. Uh, until next time, we want to thank some people. We got uh, uh, Tanya Sheck, uh, Sarah Tkachuk. You got uh, Red Flanagan out there, Scott Curtis, Jeff Dwoskin, all our friends on the East Coast and everybody else. Uh, until next time, folks, drink some water and uh, allow uh, Norm Al Human to PowerPoint you to the future.
for a better today. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for watching PowerPoint Showdown. Today's winner will receive a $50,000 grant courtesy of Some Nobody's Patreon. Congratulations on your win. Join us next week for another showdown. Thanks for providing that big, 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 big prize, guys.